A lot of things have been said about Angela, but one undeniable fact about her is her beauty. Angela is extremely beautiful. She comes from a very rich home. She's highly intellectual too. She's a first-class law student. A lot of people believe Angela is rude. Some people admire her fashion sense. Some people believe she's a lesbian because a lot of guys that have tried to get with her didn't succeed. A lot of guys that tried to get her in a relationship has not succeeded either. And some people believe she's a witch that she charms anybody that comes in contact with her or to gain favor. A lot of things have been said about her, but one another undeniable fact is that she has achieved high status of fame even on campus. While some of Angela's former high school classmates believe she's obsessed with power, they said she ruled as a class captain from year 7 to year 11, then steps down to run for the position of the head girl, which she won, becoming the first head girl in the history of the high school. Angela herself sees it differently. Angela believes she's a born leader and she has some unique leadership skills that you won't see everywhere. She also identifies as a feminist and believes and dreams that she will become one day the first female chief judge in Nigeria. She also sees relationship in a different way. She believes most people in university don't have the mental ability to carry on or take on a relationship and relationship at a younger age is a distraction and she doesn't see herself entering any relationship till after her masters and then by then she will put it into consideration she also have heard what others have said about her and she believes all those things are said most things said about her are said from the place of envy and jealousy so it was a thursday evening and angela was going for a group meeting on a project given to her and other of the group members, which are her classmates, by a lecturer. Reaching the venue of the meeting, which is a class, she received a phone call that told her that her father, who was previously sick, had just died. Angela went to the corner of the class and sat down, bent her head and was crying. As she was crying, someone approached her and said, Hey, excuse me, I'm Jimmy. Have you called others? Now let's talk about Jimmy. Jimmy is your average, okay, quiet guy. He's a guy that you don't know when he's in class and he's a guy you don't notice when he's not in class. He's a guy you know, but you don't really know. But at the same time, you know. He's quiet, he's, he's, he looks okay, he's doing okay in school, he comes from a comfortable family and apparently Jimmy and Angela were in the same group for this project. So Jimmy came earlier to the class and didn't see anybody and waited for a while, then now saw Angela as Angela walked in and sat by the corner of the class. So Jimmy approached her and said, Excuse me. Hey, excuse me. I'm Jimmy. Have you called others? So as he asked the question, Angela didn't reply. So he moved closer 
and saw that Angela was crying. So he asked, Hey, is there any problem? And Angela still didn't reply. So Jimmy sat by the side of Angela, covering the view that would let others see that Angela is crying. He sat by her side and didn't say a word. So after 10 to 15 minutes, Angela turned to Jimmy and said, My father just died. So as Jimmy heard what Angela said, Jimmy replied with a frowned face, Oh, I'm sorry. I know there's nothing I could say to make me understand or relate to the world of pain you're going through right now. But I'm truly sorry. Angela turned to Jimmy and asked, Is your dad still alive? And Jimmy replied, No, he died when I was 12. She asked, What about your mom? Jimmy replied, She died when I was 18. So Angela asked, so can you please explain how you cannot understand the world of pain or how you cannot relate to the world of pain I'm going through right now? Jimmy replied, oh, I was just trying to be polite. And I heard belittling pain is the worst method of consolation. See, I feel you should go and get some rest. I don't think you're in the right headspace for anything now, talk less of a group meeting. I will see through the meeting and tomorrow, I will give you feedback. There was a morning class the next morning and both Jimmy and Angela were in attendance. After the class, Angela went over to Jimmy and asked, So does the pain ever go away? And Jimmy replied, For some people, it does. I mean, time heals, but it takes time for time to heal. And Angela asked again, So I can't get over this anytime soon. And Jimmy replied, I don't think you're meant to get over it. I don't think you're meant to get over the death of a loved one or the death of someone that has impacted your life in a great way. I think you're meant to live with it. Yeah, you might not be able to see the person again, but their memories, their words, and their impacts will always be with you whenever you remember them. So I don't think getting over it is the best choice. Angela frowned for a while and asked Jimmy, asked Jimmy about last night's meeting. Jimmy said that he doesn't think the, group mates, the other group members are serious because he was the only one that was there, that he was waiting for other group members but they couldn't make it. Angela gave Jimmy her number and Jimmy called Angela immediately, showing, telling her that he just called her. Angela told Jimmy that she'll be going home that afternoon and she will, she will keep in touch and she will also update him if anything happens. After a month and some weeks, Jimmy received a call from Angela inviting him to her house that she wants to speak with him. Now Jimmy and Angela has not spoken or seen each other after that morning class. Jimmy had the number but didn't feel to call Angela because if he felt that if he calls Angela, Angela would think that he's into her, he's into her, and not that he doesn't find Angela attractive, but he feels that Angela is way, way above his level. And Angela on the other side feels indifferent. So when Jimmy got the invitation, Jimmy decided to go because he had nothing to do, and the semester has ended, and they, are, they also stay in the same state.
So when Jimmy came to Angela's house, he was shocked. But he knew Angela was rich, but he knew Angela was rich, rich. The mansion was big and they had a couple of foreign cars in the compound. So Angela came downstairs and said, hey, and hugged Jimmy. And we're like, hey, follow me to my room. So when Angela said, follow me to my room, Jimmy got an erection. Not because Jimmy came there with an erotic mind, but the whole scenario of Angela coming down. First of all, like I said earlier, Angela is a is an extremely beautiful girl. So she came down wearing bum shorts and a top without a bra, so her nipples were pointing out. So she hugged Jimmy and said, Follow me to my room. So the whole scenario, the whole scenario played sexually for Jimmy. They follow me to my room and the hugging and the looks. So he didn't have any option but to get an erection in the matter of seconds. So he got to Angela's room. Angela offered him drinks and he was still thinking or trying to think of the reason Angela called him to her room. Then Angela said, hey, um, tomorrow is my dad's funeral. So Jimmy was kind of surprised when he heard that and Angela continued, so the reason I called you is they told me I have to write a speech. And I don't think there's any other person worthy enough to help me or assist me more than you. So Jimmy replied, wow, I, I, that's a very nice compliment. I feel honored. And Angela said, oh, you know, I didn't mean it in that way. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, I get Jimmy replied. And Jimmy said, okay, how do you want to start? And, Jimmy said, and Angela said, well, I want to make a very good speech. I mean, have you not done it before? And Jimmy said, no, I didn't get time to get the time to speak on either of my parents' barrier because the first one I was young, the second one was kind of rushed. Rushed? Angela replied, said, yeah, I mean, the death was an accident and the body was not. It's a long story. It was kind of a mass barrier. Angela was like, whoa. Wow. That's... Angela was speechless for a while. And but Jimmy and I said, if I should help, I would tell you to be real. I wish I could speak. I, sp- I wish I spoke from, uh, from my dad's own because I was, I was there and I was kind of young. But my best advice would be to, for you to be real and for you to know, in, to, for you to keep it away. Because a lot of people are trying to get the daughters or to understand what it is or what it feels like to be your dad's daughter. So I won't say you should all be good because everybody might try might be trying to be good that day, but you should mix it up. You should spice it up with some weird scenes or some events or tell a story or something. But you know what? You know what? I'm just going to lie down here and pretend to be your dad while you try to read the speech. And I was like, "What's pretend to be my dad?" I said, "Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're not offended, I'm, I will just lie down here." Jimmy replied. I will just lie down here and just pretend to be dead and you read the speech to me and I'll know how good or how well you would do. So Jimmy laid down dead and Angela said, hey, is this important? Jimmy didn't reply. Angela said, Jimmy. Jimmy didn't still reply. So Angela brought out a sheet of paper and tried to read what she has previously written. 
and as she tried to read it, she started crying and started crying heavily. And Jimmy came out and hugged Angela, trying to console her. I said, hey, you know, if I'm your dad, you know what I'll be doing now. And Angela looked up to Jimmy and Jimmy said, I'll be crying because I don't think anybody will see you crying. I don't want to cry. Look at me. I'm trying my best to hold myself from crying. And Angela smiled. And Jimmy said, hey, I'm not saying you had a good score because if I should score you, you're definitely getting 1.5 over 10. But I'm just saying it's your griefing period and you should experience eating full. So Angela looked up and Jimmy and said, look at Jenny and said, are you a feminist? Jimmy said, yes, I mean, everybody should be a feminist. And by the way, I don't just understand why you should ask me that question. It's just weird. So Angela said, so you're a feminist? Jimmy said, yeah. Not the modern feminism, though. The modern feminism is like an attack on men. And Angela said, can you explain? I just feel, Jimmy said, I just feel that feminism has achieved its role and feminism should be more empowered, more in underdeveloped countries. And Angela asked, is Nigeria a developed country? Jimmy paused. Jimmy said, I don't even know why you're asking this question now. I don't even know. We are talking about your dad's funeral. You're asking about feminism. It just sounds weird. And Angela said, just answer the question. Is Nigeria an underdeveloped country or a developed country? And Jimmy said, I just feel that people like you that understand feminism are different from some feminists out there that don't actually know what feminism stands for. Some people don't actually know, people just used to attack men and say men, men has come, men has come, but really feminism is not really about that. So Angela said, have you asked me about my views on feminism for you to know whether I'm the modern feminist or the old feminist? Jimmy froze for a moment and said, you know what, I think I'm hungry. I don't, I don't actually really want to talk about this. There's no way I can be right and there's no way I can win this. It's just like a white guy talking about racism. I don't think I, have, <laughs> I can speak much on this. And Angela said, hey, have I told you I want to go for the president of the student union, the student union in the union? And Jimmy was shocked. Jimmy was like, really? So yeah, I want to go for the president of the student union are you going to vote for me and jimmy said i mean i heard ben is going and i heard jason is going i said yeah ben jason and toby they're all going for the post with me we are four and jimmy said yeah i mean i don't know those guys and i kind of know you so angela said so you're going to vote for me jim was like yeah Angela was like, why? So, I mean, I can't lie, but I would say because you're beautiful, because I don't think there's another strong reason. I will I mean, anybody can promise anything and go there and do anything. And if you tell me anything you want to do there, I'm not going to really, I'm really not going to believe you. Or I'm really not care. I mean, it's the student union. You guys don't have the plan. You, don't, you, don't, you guys don't have a military budget or you guys cannot kill anybody. 
when they were small. Like nice, so I will have your boat. So yeah, you promise, she said. Jimmy said yes. So Jimmy slept at Angela's house that day in different rooms, of course, and they became friends. He went for the burial the next day. They became closer than they were before. They were talking on the average of four times a week. And still, Jimmy felt that he, he could not ask her anything or could not proceed in any way because he still feels she's way, way, way above his level. So when they got to school, after the first week of resumption, the next week was voting week. And on the day of voting, something unusual happened. The main the competition for the presidential seats was between Angela and Ben. Most girls appeared to be at the back of Angela. Most guys appeared to be at the back of Ben. And at the end of the day, Angela lost to Ben. Some girls voted for Ben. Some girls voted for other people contesting for the seats. Some voted for Angela. Most guys voted for Ben. Some guys voted for other people contesting for the seats. So, at the end of the day, Jimmy went to Angela to talk to Angela. And Angela asked Jimmy, did you vote? Jimmy said, what? Angela asked again, did you vote? Jimmy said he couldn't vote because there was a fight. And he wasn't with his ID card. Angela said, I mean, you promised and I thought you would keep your promise, but I mean, it didn't matter. I didn't lose by one vote. So if you voted, your vote would have been useless. And Angela walked out. So Jimmy told his cousin about Angela. He told her what happened between him and Angela and told her that he feels Angela didn't feel much pain or about the election loss or was not that angry about how he how he didn't vote. And the cousin said, stop being naive. Because someone doesn't show anger doesn't mean they're not angry. Or because someone doesn't show pain doesn't mean they're not pained. That he should go and apologize, that he could never go wrong. And at the same time, he should grow some balls and head on and talk to her about his feelings. That he she knows that he has feelings for her. And he said, Whoa, Angela has literally subliminally told me not to try it because she has been telling him stories about guys that entered uh, friend zones or tried to be a friend with the angle of entering relationships that she uses she does she's cold and she doesn't flinch when she rejects them and she also told him that she's not entering relationships to you after her masters and anything she says her no is her no that she has not seen somebody as straightforward as Angela and the cousin said well you will never define the odds if you don't try and Jimmy said well maybe the odds are not meant to be defined and Jimmy walked out so Jimmy met up Angela that night and apologized he said he was sorry that he could have done much there are a lot of people that the ID card that was not with the ID card and was there during the fight and they still found a way to vote. That he would have fought more, but he didn't, that he's sorry. Angela said, well, it's not like you could, it's not like, like you could fight. I mean, I don't blame you. Jimmy said, yes, I'm a bitch. I know I'm a bitch. I'm sorry. I owe you one. Angela said, okay. 
that's Angela. So how are you coping? How is everything? I'm gonna say, I mean, you win some, you lose some. It's not all you win. And Jim says, see, Angela, I want to tell you something. I thought about this. I didn't want to say the odds are high. The odds are very low. I looked at the possibility of this going to my side. In a scale of 100, I have only 7%. But that's something, there's something inside me that, that's telling me. Like a big part of me is telling me it's not possible. This thing actually is not possible. That there's a little part of me that's telling me to fucking try. Fucking try. And I'm going to try. So Angela asked Jimmy, why are your eyes red? And Jimmy said, yes, I smoked before I came here. I'm kind of high because... See, I want to tell you something. Like, I believe a guy like me cannot get a girl like you. If you flip your hand, you can get 40 guys better than me, with looking better than me, dressing better than me, more money than me. But I don't just, if I don't know what to offer. I don't want to sell myself to offer because you have it all. I cannot be close to a diamond and be like, oh, I don't want this diamond. You remove your beauty. You are, you have resilience. You have composure. God, the skills and the intellectual capacity you hold is just beneath me. I don't just know what to say. Like I don't even know how you are existing. I used to believe in balance, but I met you, and I feel balance is naturally real. Life is not fair. You actually made me think this way because. There's no other girl I can say, okay, let me bring you and compare you with. Because you knock out every girl in every perspective. Like, how is this possible? Intellectually, you are there. Money-wise, you are there. Body-wise, you are there. Face-wise, you are there. How can you be perfect? Like, how? Like, see, I, people tell me I should, I should not go for the finest girl I've I seen in my life. Because... The girl will also get a lot of people will still say, Oh, that, that's the finest girl I've seen in their life, so a lot of attention will be there. But I believe that's not you, though. That that is not you. That person has not met you because your character, fuck the beauty, your character, your you, your personality itself is just your mentality. I just don't know how to say. See, I need you in my life. People say there are a lot of fishes in the sea, but I don't think that applies to you. You are an endangered species. Yeah, I don't think there's any type of view in the sea. Fuck, I don't even think there's any type of view in the world. See, I need you in my life. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I'm repeating it. I'm high, but yes, I fucking need you in my life. I believe with you, I can go further. I, I want if you can give me the chance, I will never leave you. I might not be better than you. You might see a lot of people better than me. I'm not the most perfect guy in the world, but I will never leave you. Always be there. We're going to have fights. We're going to insult each other. I mean, I think you have an apple head. But fuck, how do you look that beautiful with that apple head? Like, you're, you're unique. If you're with me, we're going to have fights. We're going to have war. We're going to quarrel about feminism. We're going to quarrel about many things. But see, I'm going to still be there by your side. In return, I just want you to be by my side. I want you to be my second. I want you to be another part of me. I want you to be that person I can call on to and say, okay, give me an advice. Because... You're literally very smart. Who won't want to partner with you in this life? Like, who won't want that? Please. Fuck every other thing. Fuck all this thing. I, I didn't vote. Fuck it. Fuck it. Like, I'm sorry, but 
can you just listen to me and tell me if you actually want me don't do it for pity if you are going to do it for pity fuck it it's not worth it if if you're not going to want me the same way i want you i don't want it because it doesn't actually work that way i can't force you to do something what do you think about this so angela came close to jimmy with cold eyes and said why did you try this i've told you about guys i've tried to enter a relationship with me through friendship it never went well i'm never going to enter a relationship with you because of this nonsense you said i've heard better lines as angela was saying this jimmy's heart broke into pieces the only thing remaining for jimmy was to cry for the tears filled his eyes but he was not trying to allow them roll down his cheeks he turned away and said to himself fuck i am a fucking clown and as jimmy was about to go further angela said but i am going to try this relationship thing with you because i felt more pain when you didn't vote than when i lost the election <laughs>